Good day, everyone. This is Indie Mixtape, where we give you a monthly playlist of indie games. I'm your host, Monty, here joined by two guests today, one of them being my precious co-host, Caitlin. How are you, Caitlin? Hello. I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very sleepy, but we'll see. We'll see how that plans out. I know I'm going to stay up probably later doing whatever the fuck I do. Uh, <laughs> whatever your Monty's I- do. <laughs> you you guys will get texts about it later for sure. Um and I have a second precious host here. Hi Kayla. How are you? Hello. I'm I'm great. I'm cold. My house is really cold, but other than that, Ooh, we yeah, got the here. central AC. Damn, yeah. I wish that were me. It's hot as fuck in my house right now. Dude, I had to buy a floor AC because my window is an emergency exit, so it's, like, caged, so, you know, people won't sneak into my room, um, and this bitch was expensive and makes a lot of noise, but it works quick. I love it. Yeah, like, if I have my fan in my window open, it's fine, but, like, those are two things I can't do while podcasting, so... Mm -hmm. Here we are. Well, you, yeah, you're sweating. You're it's sweating. like impossible to live in Louisiana without AC. So how hot does it get in the summer? Fuck, dude. I told y'all I was in and out of the house all day because we were planting stuff today, which goes really well with my theme of games uh, for the month, by the way. Um, but we were planting all day, doing stuff in the garden, and it was 91 degrees. But it's humid, so it just, like, I was just, like, drenched in sweat. I just dyed my hair blue a couple days ago, so I have, like, blue dripping down. It's, it was not fun. It was really gross. Oh, my God. No, don't think of it that way. Think of yourself as, like, those old Gatorade commercials where you, like, <laughs> sweat a color. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to see those plants blossom. I'm very excited. Um, but, yeah. We all decided to play a game, which, disclaimer, we did get a code for. Um, and it was a funky game. It was I feel like I've been a saying strange that with every... time. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't know what to expect. I know we all had a group chat together to, like, try to figure out what we're playing. And I'm just like, honestly, like, I'm good for anything. I know Kayla put in the trailer i only saw like the little girl i was like this is really fucking cute i don't need to watch the rest um it was not what i expected it was very funky uh yeah what did you guys think of it so yeah so let's kayla what made you want to pick little misfortune um to be honest i was just looking for like fun games that were like coming out soon um which i think this game was out on pc i think last year yeah uh but i saw it was releasing on switch so i checked it out i was like oh it looks cute the art style looks fun let me watch this trailer and then i was like this looks fucking bonkers uh okay cool let's let's just do it it just was uh, a little creepy looking uh, the child, Little Misfortune, was cute, but, like, would make these, like, funny things. Like, she would just say funny things. Like, you know when you get to that age as a kid where, like, you're you're not, like, a teen yet, 
but you're not also not a tween, but you're not a toddler. And like, you just say dumb things. And I just mm-hmm. feel like that was, that was her. And I was like, you know, this game looks weird. Let's try it. So that's why I picked Little Miss Fortune. Like, you know, I, I'm sure you've seen those memes of like the kids, like who come up to you at like randomly when you're outside and they just like tell you like your parents' personal shit for no reason. And you, it like, I feel like she talks like that for sure. Yeah, it's also like it's so weird because like this is like I guess like to explain the premise a little bit I guess like the girl the main character you play is I think she's in the story I think they say she's eight um and she is her name is literally misfortune which is a whole thing um and her life is just kind of terrible and shitty and mm-hmm. you just like. Like, you you get introduced to her through a narrator who, like, continuously breaks the fourth wall throughout, and, like, the whole point is, like, you're you're trying to go play a game to win eternal happiness so that she can give it to her mom, because her mom is, like, depressed Miserable. and an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so you just do that, and it's kind of like an adventure. It's like a side-scrolling adventure game, but it's, like... Yeah, it's it's cute in the art style and stuff, but it's really fucking weird. bleak. Yeah, yeah, I like texted y'all like my first hour playing, and I was like, "Yo, this game is dark. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this is a dark game." Yeah, and yeah. I think like it definitely has like a vibe of like I don't know how to say this, but like there's like a there's a vibe of like suffering. That I feel like sometimes, like, you only get from, like, because this is, like, a Swedish dev, and I feel like they've just, like, seen, like, those countries have been through so much more shit because they've been around for so much longer. Um, They, like, are really good at, like, evoking that, like, just fucking everything is bleak shit because it has been for so long Mm -hmm. off and on in Europe. The theme, like, the, the over, like, the thing that I kept hearing and thinking about was, like, you know, those people, it's not so much now, but, like, back in the day, people would be, like, my, like, personality is sarcasm. Like, that's what I got from this is, like, it was just those people that, like, laugh at really dark humor, but it's also, like, because there's so many funny moments, but it's, like, also just, like, really fucked up, and then you're also, like, damn, I feel really bad for this girl in this situation like what do I do and there's like is there a happy ending or is there not like what is going on here so and like for me I feel like it played with like whatever you pick there will be a shit end to it so I played like so I finished the game once and then played half through the second time just to pick like opposites of what I picked to see what would happen um so like the puppy that you for oh it's spoilers uh the puppy that you encounter mm-hmm. i think like 5 minutes into the game as like you're walking away um which we missed we missed this point um we're playing a game with this narrator throughout the whole game just like uh Caitlin said and like he tells you like oh something will will like something bad's going to happen cuz he 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 can tell the future i think i don't know but um this this puppy, it's like you can take it or you can just play with it for a little bit. I took it the first time because I just 
I wanted a puppy with me. Wait, what I happens if you take it? So you you take if you, <laughs> no you take the puppy and like you know it just like walks with you and it's really cute and then when you go on to like what like the dock is where you catch like Rodrigo the fish, um, there's these black crows that pick him up and take him away and you just don't see him again. Oh, well, it's better than what happened with me because I just tried to play with him and he yeah, died. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I also um, so didn't yeah, catch the fish. Oh, I did. I kept that fish in my pocket, like, the entire game. I was afraid with how, like, dark the game was going to be that if I took the fish, he would, like, die horribly from suffocation or something. Rodrigo, I, I picked it because I was like, wow, I love this Latina representation. I need it with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think uh, Little Miss Fortune is Latina. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think her last name's Hernandez or something. Mm-hmm. As like I did like the credits. It's definitely um, a Spanish last name. Um, uh, th- there's just so many like weird aspects of this game that like either thing that you pick would be kind of like at a loss. You're gonna feel like shit about it. Um, but I I liked it. It was very. It made me feel like shit. I I wanted to protect this girl, you know. She's eight years old, and she doesn't deserve what's going on with her and what she sees. Um, but I, I liked it a lot. It was a weird game. Kayla, thank you for choosing this. <laughs> um, were there certain things that you guys were, like, super, super surprised by in the game? I know for me, she takes drugs in between, like, her in front of that, like, hamster or gerbil or guinea mm-hmm. pig, like, strip club. That was fucking wild. And, like, I, I was like, okay, this game is going to be really dark. Like, she's going to see death, okay? Which is, like, really fucked up for me to say because, like, death is very normalized in media. Um, but, like, a child taking drugs is not. And I was just, like, really taken aback by that. But then you see it again later when you're at, like, the fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, if you pick to eat the candy from the trash, she kind of has, like, that effect and gets sick. And that that really surprised me i didn't think that a game would go that far to like give a child drugs but i it surprised me there was just fucking surprises in every of this <laughs> yeah, game it's like yeah, definitely very dark and intense in like a way that i wasn't fully expecting and it's like it's a little bit off-putting at times but i did still like enjoy it overall and it was right. it was like such a weird little experience but i'm like glad i had it yeah, were there any things that you guys were, like, really, like, caught back in? Um, so for me, and I, I talked to Caitlin about this, too, was, so I really liked the game, but I, the thing that I kind of was weirded out about was the fact that, like, they imply from the beginning so often, like, consequences consequences there's going to be consequences so like make sure so like there's so many like pick between scenarios and I was very like conscious of that and I was trying to like see how I would get the best ending but from like talking to everybody it seems like there's only one ending which kind of makes the consequences be like well well is there consequences if there's only one ending you only get to one path you know so it's like yeah yeah your choices did 
matter like with the fish and with the puppy and things like that but ultimately there there is only one ending to the game Um, so that i think the thing like that normally bothers me i think but the more i've thought about it with this game since you and i talked about it kayla the more i actually like it just because like there's something to the idea i guess like thematically of this kid who's like clearly like no one gives a shit about and like like, I feel like it shows, like, the helplessness of childhood, right? And how, like, you think choices are going to matter, like, and you think that things are important when you're a little kid. And, like, like because when you're eight, playing with a puppy or leaving it does seem like a really big choice, right? Like, mm-hmm. but it doesn't fucking matter. Like, right. Because you're, I mean, you're just a little kid. And, like, I think the game, especially with how it ends, um, I kind of like the sense of futility, I guess. And we're talking full spoilers here, right? Yeah. Like, so she she's dead. Like, this child. It's so sad. Like, she, this child is dead. And I think talking about this situation again, I guess, you know, maybe they were trying to say, like, she died in the beginning of the game. And, like, you've been playing this game thinking that your choices mattered. But it really didn't because she was dead the whole time. Um, and that could have been, you know, what they were alluding to. But... I think but, yeah. my, I think my my reading of the story that I've settled on, I guess, is that like, you know, you think it's gonna be a horror game because this voice is clearly up to some shit. Like, it becomes apparent that the voice is not your friend pretty early. I would say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. even though misfortune takes a long time to like fully out loud acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess my reading on it was definitely like. You know, they make you think, like, oh, it's going to be this horror game because of this voice, and it's going to be this creepy child horror story, but in the end, it's more that, like, this little girl died of neglect because fucking no one was paying attention to her, and she ran out into the middle of the street and got hit by a car or a truck or whatever. And, like, like, what you're playing through is, like, you know, the hope versus, like, and maybe, like, the imaginings of a kid who's dying, who fucking knows. Um, versus, like, a more, like, straightforward story, I guess. Like, I think it's just, like, I, I like the ending in that, like, and then making through, you you play through all of it to show you what probably happened, just as, like, a way of, like, again, being, like, yeah, like, you know, you're seeing a kid's death through the lens of a kid, but ultimately, like, she did still die and like everything around her like as you can see was pretty fucked up because there's even the glitter mechanic we haven't talked about that at all um right but she has a bag of glitter that she throws on stuff and it makes it like look nicer and prettier and like happier um Mm -hmm. and i think that's just like super indicative of the whole thing of is just like kids are really resilient and they have a lot of like coping mechanisms to get through bullshit and trauma and i think this game actually does a pretty good job of showing that even though i don't like love the combination of the crass humor with it like Mm -hmm. i i think it is very strong at depicting that can i just say though that i love that misfortune is a furry yeah she (laughs) you understand how much i love that i love that for me um <laughs> just like when she starts talking about the fox and she's like he's, he's so cute. handsome yeah. <laughs> i 
can relate. She she's so good, and I think that also kind of resonates with like how kids think. I know, like I'm sure there are kids who like have crushes on like fucking like Sonic or other like anthropomorphic like cartoons that, that they was see me. when they grow up. Um, <laughs> like you know you have fucking Kovu from Lion King what two <sighs> so sexy. Um, <laughs> this is not a furry podcast episode. We're not going to continue, but. Yeah, like it, it's it's it's. I didn't think about that, Caitlin. That's it's a good way. I didn't think that this was kind of through the lens of like a kid. Um, and now, kind of like the glitter is starting to make sense for me, and how like she thinks this little fox, and like how she's so happy touching his paw, and like how the tea smells like his paw. Like it's, I, I, it's it's making more sense to me now. Yeah, I definitely see it as like very much. Like, I guess my reading on it, yeah, is, like, what you're playing through is, like, the story she's telling herself in her head instead of, like, you know, actually experiencing dying. And, Mm -hmm. well, there's that one part where she's in the fox's house and you kind of read into, like, some book that he has about, like, what happens with, I forgot what exactly the narrator is called. Um, Oh, yeah. He's, like, a parasite of some kind. His name was Morgo. Yeah. And he there's like a list of like things that could be happening. And it's like one of them was like the child could be dead and not realize it. And in my head, I was like, that's not it. But there was another one that was like, will like imagine things in their world and like it'll take over. It was just like things like that. And I was like, okay, well, that has to be it. I didn't realize it had to be like all of them. So that's why I didn't. I didn't feel kind of, like, spoiled when I found out that she was dead. Like, I was just like, oh, that's sad. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's so sad. It's so sad because you want to take care of this girl. And it's just so sad. It's so sad because sad the, whole, the whole point was that she was supposed to get this happy ending. And then you have this narrator, like Caitlin said, like, you know he's not a good person really early on because – when Little Miss Fortune pops out of the frame, the narrator talks to you as a player and is like, hey, you should not tell her about this, but she is going to have like a very bad time and she's going to die. Yeah. But like, you don't like, know if she is or not. The like, game is literally like, basically he tells you she's going to die. And- but I didn't believe it. I was like, oh, I'm not playing into his game. Like, we're going to save her. But then, no. Like, it is what happened. When we first, when I first started the game, like, the whole first sequence, I didn't think anything was, like, up with him. I was like, okay, this is, like, weird, but I'm not, like, he's not. It wasn't until he started breaking the fourth wall a lot and, like, talking to her and then talking to you when she, like, wasn't paying attention or, like, when she wasn't in the frame that I was like, Mm -hmm oh, this man is, like, a child eater or something. Yeah. I, so I don't know if I made, like, the right choices to, like, figure out, like, who exactly Hero was. Um, like, I don't know if you guys in the beginning of the game went under her bed and, like, read her journal. Oh, no, she talks I missed about, that. How about you, Kayla? So... I was reading the journal and stuff, but I always, like, when they talked about Hero, I was like, oh, it's just an imaginary friend, but I didn't learn anything other than that. Um, 
So as I was playing through the game, like, you see him pop up, like, in his little alien mask. And, yeah. Um, and you see him on the train being taken away, and he's, like, speaking, like, Japanese. Um, I don't know if there was any choices in the game that could make you kind of learn what happened to him. Um, I don't know if he's just kind of, like, a character that shows, like, hey, he takes children away, or, like... Morgor takes children right here. Hero is sitting on the train and he's like picking them out. Um, yeah. I really wish there was more like stories to like the other kids that like you kind of like see pop in and out. That's a good um, question, Monty, because throughout the game you see the other kids and then you see pictures on yeah. the wall of missing children and stuff. But Hero was like the only character that like we had knew known about from the start because she was like mm-hmm. he's my my friend and you allude that he's an imaginary friend so i wonder if this character like if there is a backstory there or if he was like meant to be like a warning for her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i just like do y'all I- think that morgo is real like do you think that like she died and what happened in the story is real um Because, like, I hadn't really thought about it, but, like, what you said about the notes that Benjamin had, like, I could see there being an argument for that, like, being what happened. I don't read it that way, but I think it's kind of fun if it's a little bit more supernatural and freaky. I just took it as, like, in the game, like, this is a real, this is the setting of the game, that there are monsters that feed off of children who are in really shitty conditions and will like eat their souls basically and kill them but now that we think about it like if she was dead the whole time like i don't know it's just that's a good question i didn't think if he was real or not i just thought it was like part of the game that he was i don't know i i would like to think that he was real because i agree with caitlin that would be more fun um well, because the I, alternative, which what I believe, is a lot fucking bleaker. <laughs> like, I, I think it would just be, like, sort of, like, she's already dead, um, and she's just a soul for him to kind of, like, intake, like, and, like, I don't know, kids in shitty situations, maybe they're more vulnerable. I can go, like, layers, layers into this and not make any more sense, but, um, that's what I'd like to believe. That's what my heart says, but I can watch a fucking breakdown of this video game later and see if that answers that later but what what do you think caitlin what's what's the bleakness well because so in my my reading is that this world just fucking is bleak and shitty and like she there is like everything that we see in my mind is like her dying moments like her brain because she's an imaginative kid like giving her you know, like, when people, like, go to, like, a happy place or whatever to not deal with trauma? Like, that's what this is to me. And, like, it's just so, like, her life is just so shitty in general that it's still kind of shitty. And, like, right. to me, it's just kind of, like, she's clearly, like, a very creative, like, story-driven kid. So, to me, it makes sense that, like, okay, like, you want it, like, you deal with pain and, like, your life being shitty by telling yourself stories. So, in your last moment, like, what are you going to do? So, she tells one last story. Um, mm. Which, that's sadder because if it's not a monster that was, like, out trying to eat her soul and taking all those kids, like, 
all those kids are just gone, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah this, this game's sad. Um, this game is so sad. Uh, I wanted to point out something that I did while, like, looking at the developers and the publishers of this game. Um, I know we didn't mention it in the beginning, but the developers are Kill Monday Games, and they made a game called Frambo before, and there's Easter eggs from Frambo in this. I've never played Frambo, but, like, seeing Frambo and, like, seeing the character designs on that game, they're in this game. So I don't know if we all got different endings. Um, but as I was crossing to, I was following Benjamin through, like, this really creepy forest, you see these really nasty bugs, um, you see, like, a skeleton man in a suit, like, with, like, burning a tree. I don't know if you guys saw that. I genuinely Mm. don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. So, that skeleton man in a suit with the monocle, I think... Um, I think he had a monocle. But that skeleton is from Fran Bow. And then the checker tiles from, like, her entering, like, the Grim Reapers thing or whatever, um, that's also kind of like an Easter egg from Fran Bow. So I, it'd be interesting to see if, like, people play that game after this and see if, like, the universes tie in. I don't know if this was, like, an off-character that was designed before misfortune and then they just wanted to make a whole game just about her but that'd be pretty pretty interesting to see but i don't know maybe i'm making shit up in my head i would like to see that um (laughs) but i thought i would uh point that out i thought that was interesting that is interesting but good call out monty thank (laughs) you thank you look at me being a researcher um (laughs) but yeah ultimately i i like this game um it's it's sad as fuck. It's humor is so weird and sarcastic and dry, but, but I also think like that crass it's... and goofy and kind of gross. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, it's it's a funky game. Um, I really <laughs> liked it though. I it's had funky. a lot of fun with it. Um, I think my playtime was like what three hours. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not a long game. At Kayla all. finished it in like one sitting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, she texted us, was like, "I'm gonna play it today." And then I look at my phone like a little while later. She's like, "I finished it." And I was like, "Okay, all right, Kayla, cool." Um, <laughs> and that's when I started playing it. But yeah, I I really liked it. Ultimately, what do you guys think? I liked it. I'm glad we played it. Yeah, yeah. How about how about you, Kayla? I liked it. It was uh. I love the art style. I thought it was really cute, but I was just a little sad. But it, I, like when I was finished the game, I felt like complete. Like it wasn't like a sad ending where I felt like it wasn't fulfilling because I feel like it was fulfilling. Like she ultimately still gets a happier ending, um, but you know, it just is sad. Yeah, I mean, I would say, I feel like we've been talking about this game for, like, for, like, half an hour already. Like, so I think, I think we all had, like, a time, you know? Like, I think it was all, like, a a worthwhile time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I I would recommend this to people who have, like, three hours of their time. Just like, oh, you want to play something wild? Let me just sneak you this game real quick. You need some, like, dark fantasy 
come to think about life. Um, But yeah, so Kill Monday Monday Games made this game. It is available on PlayStation 4. It's also available on Google Play, I believe. Nintendo Mm -hmm. Switch, Xbox One, App Store, and PC. And yeah, go fucking play it. This is this was great. Alrighty, so we all had fun with Little Misfortune. Um, I know we've been playing some other stuff throughout this wild fucking month. Um, Kayla, you are our guest. Would you like to share the first game? Yeah. So I actually played two games that I want to talk about. Um, so I'll start with the one. I liked both of them. I want to start by saying that, but one of them outshined the other. So I'll start with the one that I didn't like as much, uh, which was Bug Fables, the everlasting sapling. Um, So this was a really cute game. And if you've never heard of it, it was um, it's developed by Moonsprout Games, uh, published by Dangan Entertainment. Um, But a lot of people were comparing this to Paper Mario. Uh, spoiler alert, I never played Paper Mario, so you won't get that comparison from me. Uh, you but will I... not get Paper Mario takes here. <laughs> I Man, I am what familiar. What Paper Mario? I've never played it. Paper Mario. I played yeah. it when I was like 10, and that was just like sugared on caffeine, Monty. She doesn't remember shit. Yeah. It like... I'm familiar with Paper Mario and the art style for sure. Like, they're little bug characters. They're paper, basically. Like, the whole town, everything about it is, like, paper thin. They do, like, these little spins, and you could see that they're, like, paper thin and stuff. Um, It's cute. It was a little RPG um, with bugs, and it was very, like, fantasy-themed. Like, you know, there's knights and a queen, and you're trying to find the everlasting sapling. Um, and yeah, I guess like the only reason why I didn't jive with this game too much is because I feel like it was like heavy on like lore and like just making the world really fun. And I didn't care about that. Like I was just like trying to play an RPG without like it. What am I trying to say? Like, you know how in Pokemon, it's like a RPG style, like tactical uh you go they go what is that called um turn-based uh turn-based yeah that makes turn-based sounds way better than you go they go uh i will only say you go they go from now on (laughs) yeah so that's kind of the vibe of it uh there's three characters that you play as uh so v (laughs) v is the main main character but you there's really no they all play the same story together. Um, he's a bee. There's Kabu, who yes, is like this like leafy. Bee. Yeah. Uh, Kabu, I think, let's see what Kabu is. Does it say he what his species? A, oh, a rainbow scrab beetle. Oh. Um, yeah, there's so many bugs in this game, y'all. <laughs> and then you have Leaf, who is a geometer moth. Um, yeah, so those are like the main characters. It's really puzzly, like you have to go through a certain areas and like switch between the three characters. They're always with you. It's not like, you know, you only play as one, like you're all three always together and you switch between whoever's the lead to like 
figure out the puzzles in the room because um, V has this boomerang uh, that they throw and then Kabu can like knife things and Leaf can like freeze things and it just makes it easier for you to figure out puzzles to get through. So it's a little bit of a platformer, puzzly things happening there. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was fun. It was cute. It was really cute. It's not a hard RPG, like very staple, like you attack, they attack. You can defend, they can def- you know, it's like back and forth. There is a cool mechanic of like kind of like in, you know, persona or something where you could like put on a ring and that ring gives you like extra stats or like an extra attack things like that um so there was a mechanic later on in the game like that but but yeah it was cute it was cute very basic like nothing crazy but like again my only my only gripe which is a silly gripe like if you really like want to get into the story of these cute bug villagers and what's going on it's a lot of dialogue and I just found myself like skipping through it honestly um but yeah I feel like that's really all I have to say about it unless y'all have questions about the game I'm looking at the game right now on my phone and it looks really (laughs) fucking cute it's it's super cute. cute yeah oh my gosh I hate that there's so many games in the fucking world because I just want to play all these <laughs> cute games. That's so adorable. I'm happy that you had a good time with it, though. Yeah. It's, I think, for people who like a little good RPG story that want to want to play some bug characters. Again, I can't compare it to Paper Mario because I didn't play, but that's what everybody's comparing it to. They're like, oh, it's just like Paper Mario, but better. And it's... So, you know, if you like Paper Mario, you might like it. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Thank you, Kayla. That's so good. I'm so happy you Thank liked it so much. Uh, Caitlin, what did you play this month? I played. Let me tell you about, okay. Do you want to hear about gay mulan twine story first or do you want to hear about monster trains monster trains you have been texting us about monster train for the past three days yes something like three days talk about monster train please okay so monster train is the newest love of my life it is uh it's a strategic roguelike deck builder that also is like a tower defense game um so the whole premise is like oh and just so it's it's uh developed by shiny shoe and published by good shepherd entertainment um and so the basic premise is you it, it probably should be more accurately called like demon train because um the basic story like angels have basically purged hell um, and the only bit left of it is, like, this pyre that's inside this train that crosses over hell, and most of hell is, like, destroyed and, like, frozen over and shit. Um, and so you're, the whole object of the game is to get through six regular battles and three boss battles, and that's, like, a complete run. Um, and it's basically to save the last of, like, your kind, essentially. And so- Is it a roguelite? Yeah, it is. 
fun. Yeah. So you start with like you pick a you pick a faction and you pick a like when you first start out you only get two factions. So really you pick a faction and you pick like a faction to ally with. Um and then based on that you get different cards and all of the factions have different like things that they lean into. Like I really like the um fuck, I can't remember what they're called. They're the plant people. Um, and they use really, they lean really heavy into, like, magic and enhancing either, like, health or attack to just be, like, really fucking brutal. So by the time, I've only beaten a run once, and I did it with the plant people, and, like, by the time I got to the end of that run, like, literally, like, nothing could make it past my first level. Because, like, the tower defense is, like, you'll have... Your train has three levels, and then the fourth level, you can't play any cards, and that's where your, like, pyre is. Um, Mm -hmm. And if enemies get up there, they can damage it, but it has an attack stat, too, so it can damage them back. And so, like, every turn, essentially, if there's any enemies left on a floor, they'll move up to the next floor. Um, And by the end, with the plant people, like, they could not get past my first fucking floor. I was just, like, shredding them, and it ruled. (laughs) Um, and I haven't been able to de- replicate that sense because the other factions don't make as much sense to me as the plant one does. But, you know, mm-hmm. we're learning. I'm having fun. I feel like I'm growing some brain cells. Um, Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I feel very smart when I do well. And, like, I like that it's it's nice because it's short, too. It's not... I think most of my runs have been, like, an hour and a half. Um... Which is nice because it's not like fucking Dead Cells where it's so long and then like if you fuck up you have to restart everything. Um, like it doesn't feel like that big of a deal to like if you lose, you know? Um, yeah, so it, it fucking slaps. It looks really fun. It looks like a Caitlyn ass game. It, it really fucking does. This <laughs> bitch stays on brand with her fucking games. Oh my god. I love a deck builder and I love a monster. What can I say? They are truly the monster fucker. Oh my god. <laughs> the sentient um, is my wife. Also, I'm learning the Vorf action. Oh of course my... you are. Of no. fucking course you are. What the fuck? There's Vor? There's a Wait. whole. The Umbra, which is the first. F- no, they're the second faction you unlock. Um, They are largely powered by eating other monsters called morsels that give them, like, power-ups. <laughs> so you have to build your to whole deck and play style around, that. like, having enough space on the floor so that you can put morsels in so you can power up the champion or you can power up this monster or whatever. Don't get me started. I'll be a fucking nerd. It's a good game. I like it a lot. 1v1 me. <laughs> Buy a monster train. It's $25. And 1v1 oh, me. Is it only PC? I believe it's only PC, yes. Sick. Cool. Thank you, Caitlin. I'm so happy you found a game that just speaks your brand. Do you ever, like, remember that video games can be fun? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's fucking fake. That's fucking <laughs> fake. Um, cool. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for sharing. Uh... This this game that I'm gonna talk about is is very interesting. Um, I disclaimer I got a code. 
and oh i also got I, a code for monster train sorry all my I games are codes a, yeah <laughs> we, i got a code too we're swimming in codes um yeah so sludge life i thought it looked really cool because it looked like an rts game um it would remind me of a game that like i would definitely play in like the one year of college that i was in so i was like okay this looks really cool um i know one of the devs is like in brazil which i thought was really neat too um shout out south america uh yeah okay so sludge life is a first person tagger game you play as a graffiti artist and you have to tag a whole bunch of spots in your sludge city and the noises in this game are i, I want to have like a sludge life soundboard because they're so grotesque and i love them <laughs> um like when you like are climbing stuff and are going throughout the whole city um you drop down on the floor the floor is all like sludge and oil and you can hear it you can hear it as you step and it sounds so wet and nasty and like banana mouth noisy like it's nasty and i love that um this game can be pretty raunchy and just just gross and i think i i just really love i don't want to say stupid because this game's not stupid um there's like they touch on like some really important things in this like strikes going on and like what's more important um but there's just some wild things you see you see a like a monster shit in like a bathroom and someone calls it i think like a lagoon monster there's a cat in the game with two buttholes um <laughs> there's a room that you go to when you go into an apartment complex that just like the whole room is just one giant baby that's sleeping um it's a crazy game and i don't know how to like just summarize it into one thing um but basically what you just have to do is tag all the places and as you go out through the story you get other items that help you tag places that seem impossible without those items so you get like a glider um you get some eyeballs that you use later uh you get some other things that just help you you also carry around a camera and a laptop and the camera think of it like photo mode on any other gaming console and with the laptop you're able to find little other mini games that you have so i know one of the achievements for the game is like to finish one of the mini games in the laptop that you have which i feel like that mini game could be a game in itself it was really fun it's just really cool your tag is a little green slime ghost you're named ghost the soundtrack in this is awesome i think they have a band cap set up for it and yeah shout out to those fucking devs um this game is available for free for a whole fucking year on epic games after the whole year uh, it's going to be $15 um the developers are Terry Velman and Dosene and I, I fucking hope I didn't butcher that. But they did an interview with me that will be coming out later uh, this month. And I'm very excited for you guys to read that. Because they kind of touch in like what we really liked about making the game. Fuck yeah. And yeah, I think it's only available on Epic right now. But yeah. I just Fuck watched yeah. the trailer for it. And this game looks fucking wild. This is like a 
like a trip an it's, honest trip <laughs> it's it's fucking crazy you take drugs um you talk to people who just they, they're like they seem like very real people that you can like talk to in real life um yeah this game touches on like a whole bunch of little things other than like the gross fun shit that you see but yeah i i had a lot of fun with it um i definitely will play it again also their merch is really cool because of that like simple ass smiley and i'm a minimalistic bitch and i might get a hat anyway (laughs) kayla what is another game that you have played this month okay so the next game holy shit (laughs) atomic crops is so much fucking fun and i'm so happy taylor has been losing her fucking mind (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. it's so much fun so like Again, I got a code, so thank you for the code. Uh, the The dev behind this, the developer, is Birdbap Games, uh, published by Raw Fury. Um, I played this game at PAX East of 2019. Yeah. I think that was the one we all went to together. Yes. Um, but I was really sad because, like, there's a couple people that like i was like oh my god like i kind of want to get in here it looked really cool there was like farming stuff everywhere and i was i'm like obsessed with stardew valley and i was just like i'm hopping in and um it was on pc only and they didn't have like a controller you know and i i cannot play a pc game so like i was trying to play and i couldn't and it was so bad and i literally just like looked <laughs> at the person at the booth and i was like i'm so sorry i can't finish it because like i I literally don't know how to do the controls. And um, mm. I forgot. I don't know their name. It was over a year ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they <laughs> were like, no, it's all good. Like, gave me information about the game. And I got a pin for just participating. And it was really cute and fun. But I was bummed. I was like, man, I'm never going to get to play this game again. But then it came out on Switch. Yeah, I also think baby. it's on. Yeah. I think it's on PlayStation and Xbox as well. Um it is so fucking fun. So the the purpose of Atomic Crops, it is a roguelite. So it is hard and I suck at it, but I still just keep playing even when I lose and have to start all over. Um, similar to like Stardew Valley and games like farming sim games, you play through the seasons, you have crops, you use your crops to get cashews, which is their like money form. Um uh, the the other currency that you use in the game are roses uh, so that you could flirt with people and romance people uh, and marry somebody. But the best part is that throughout the day and especially at night when it gets crazy, um, there are all these like monsters that try to like ruin your crops. Uh, so you are like simultaneously <laughs> like farming, watering, shooting monsters and then after the day is over with you go to like the main village and you could if you farmed any roses you can spend roses to get a heart back because you only have a certain amount of hearts throughout the game to play um and or you could spend those to flirt with somebody if you marry a character you can get like an extra heart or like a perk things like that you can spend your cash did you marry anyone no because i haven't I literally like suck so bad at the game. I keep playing it because it's so fun and I love it, but I'm just not great at it. Uh, so I haven't gotten far enough to marry somebody yet. So just saying. Um, 
But there is four seasons in the full year and three nights per season. Um, and it's crazy. It's so much fun. And yeah, I'm just, I'm obsessed with it. It's so fun, even though, I don't know, normally when I play roguelike games, I get frustrated and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't want to play anymore because like, I know I'm going to start from the beginning and it sucks. But like, even though I kept losing, I was like, oh no, there's more. Like I have to find more things because you can like plant your crops the first day or whatever, take them and then you can go explore and there's like monsters on the sides of the villages and stuff. And if you take them all out, you get like more crops and that's how you get more crops and stuff. But you could also like get weapons and new weapons, like things like that. You can get a tractor, um, just like boost your gameplay and make you stronger. So like they, they encourage you to go out and like fight your way to get the better stuff besides just spending money. Um, so yeah, it's, it's amazing. I think everybody should play it because it's literally like, let's see, the tagline was like farm, marry, kill, something like that. <laughs> I'm going to go look at it. That's fucking funny. It's such a good game, you guys. I really think everybody should play because it's fun. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, farm, marry, kill, upgrade, and befriend. So that's like their their tagline here. Um, that's me. I yeah. like that. That's so... Oh my gosh. Kila, you had a lot of fun. I did. I love Atomic Crops. I have no problem with it. Like, normally my complaint would be like, it's too hard and I suck at it. But I don't even care that it's hard. It makes me want to keep playing and get better. And the more I play, the better I get. And the more I want to keep playing so I can get further in the game and marry. Because like, the characters every day that you could like marry and flirt with, they only have one person or no, there's two people there each night. So like they recycle through characters. So it's like the first night you're like, mm, I don't want to flirt with this person. Then there's another character the next night. And you're like, I don't even know if I've met them all yet. Like, I just want to meet them and be like, well, what's what's your deal? Like, oh you know, my God. I, love this. <laughs> I love this. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's oh, a lot of fun. Good. I think if you get through a full year, you unlock other characters because you just start as like the girl at first um Mm -hmm. but i again suck so i haven't gotten that far uh it's a gift that keeps on giving yeah it's great nice i'm so happy you had a good time did you have a good time with your second game so my second game is a game called lion killer um, but I did get code for this, just so everybody knows. Um, let's see. <laughs> I'm sorry, I hate it. It's so fucking stupid. Anyway. <laughs> Not the game, just the fact that we have to put disclaimers now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Lion Killer is a game that's very well known, apparently, and very, uh, very awards heavy. Uh, but it is by uh, CC, um, and they are uh, a game dev who's been very vocally talking actually lately about like the discourse around um, like violence and games and stuff like that. Um, and so this game is a choose your own adventure twine game, and it is a 
like different take on the Mulan story. Um, mm-hmm. you play as um, I hope I'm saying this right. You play as Hua Mulan, and you're conscripted into the first Opium War against the British Empire. And uh, I believe you're in Manila during the during this whole thing. And like the Philippines, yeah. Okay. And so you basically, or at least they mentioned Manila. I couldn't tell if it was, I don't, maybe it's because I can't read, um, but I couldn't tell if it was happening in mainland China or in the Philippines, but at any rate, shit's going down. The British are there. Uh, you're Chinese. It's a whole fucking thing. Um, but so basically it takes the idea of like the Mulan story and it makes it a little bit more modern with the Opium War stuff. And it also... Um, is coming from, like, an explicitly queer place, so it has a lot of, like, delving into the gender side of it as far as, like, what does it mean for um, Mulan to be dressing as a man? Like, there's a lot of stuff in there that kind of seems like maybe she, like, would be cool just, like, continuing to live as a man. Um, it's also, like, explicitly gay. Like, there's, like, a sapphic relationship that you can, um, that, like, definitely is alluded to, like, had happened in the past, but, like, you can reignite if you want to. Um, and yeah, it's just really cool. It's really interesting. It's, like, a period piece that, like, from a period that I know nothing about, so that was really cool and interesting. Um, mm. and I'm always down for gay shit. I'm always down for narrative-driven games. Um, I, I've only played through it once. I want to play through it again and just see what the other, like, endings and stuff look like. Um, but yeah, it's fucking cool. It's a, it's a cool little narrative game. Neat. Nice. Is this, who are the, the devs? Uh, it's just a, it's a one person team and their name is CC. S-I-S-I. Okay, cool. So CC made this game. I'm guessing this is a PC only game. Uh, yes, and it is on itch. Cool. I think that's the only place, cool. as far as I know. I'm not 100% on that though. Yeah, that story is like nothing like I've heard of before, and it sounds really cool. It was that's very really cool. Um, alrighty, it's time for my game, and I'm very excited to talk about it. Uh, so I got a code for this game. It's called Wintermore Tactics Club. Yeah. This is like the year of Monty playing shit she normally doesn't fucking play because I don't like anything with brain power. Um, Monty and I are committed to having brain cells this year. (laughs) We're learning. Um, This game was so much fun. And... I'm a bitch for cute fucking art and just, like, underdog stories, and that's, like, what this game was for me. I hate tactics games. I don't like them. Um, I think Overland was, like, one of the few that I really liked because I really liked the story. Um, And I think Wintermore did a really good job on, like, pulling the story with the tactics because a lot of tactics games that I see with, like, Fire Emblem and, like, other stuff, the the tactics kind of, like, overpower the narrative or, like, the story of the game. And I get really fucking bored with that. Like, I want story. I want, like, something that I can connect with. And Winterboard did that for me. 
So you, you play as Alicia. Um, she goes to this high school, and you're part of this club with Colin, I believe is his name, and Jacob. And there is this one day that, like, your principal, which I thought this was just going to be, like, a very friendly, like, very innocent game. Um, no, the principal's just like, hey, we're going to have a snowball fight. And it's going to be between the clubs. And if you lose, your club doesn't exist anymore. Um, so it's, that was like pretty wild. I, I didn't know what they were going to do that with that story. I was like, how are these characters going to develop? Because that's like a big thing for me. I like seeing characters grow and something I can connect with. Because um, I always look for myself in games because, I don't know, I'm, I guess I'm vain. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but luckily, uh, there was one character that I do want to talk about that I did stick out to me and that I did really, like, connect with. Um, so there's a character, his name is Batu, and I think he's an inter he's an international character, he's on the detectives club, and you can recruit him along with another detective. I think her name is Jania or uh, Janaya. And Batu, like, you see that he's, like, uncomfortable and, like, very shy and insecure about something. And, like, you kind of convolute to, like, he's very insecure about his English and, like, the way that he can communicate, even though he speaks really well English. Um... He's very insecure about it, which y'all know that's, like, my big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. And that was really fucking cool. I really liked that. I, like, pointed at my computer screen was like, that's me. I love that. Love that for me. Um, and you see him grow. You see him become more comfortable, as well as the other characters and stuff that they feel insecure about which is a story of high school. You know, you start off with being insecure and you start finding ways to be different. The gameplay in this game, again, tactics, not my shit. I get really bored with them. Like, I know Fire Emblem had, like, a tactics game on, like, the phone, and I thought that was fucking insanely boring. I did not like it. Um, But this one does a really good job with, like, not hiding anything from you which is something i deal with with a lot of tactic games like a lot of it's just kind of randomized in like how strong the enemies are or how weak they are and like you can never plan but with this game i can do that like there's nothing hidden from you and it makes me feel more comfortable playing because i can plan and see like i can actually think this through without kind of like a gotcha moment or like a groan in the middle of like fighting because i know i'm not going to get through it um, it's very friendly, and I think anyone who doesn't like tactics but kind of, like, want to slips into it, like, I think this game is really good for that because, again, there's no randomized or, like, secret shit, like, they pull from your sleeve, like, their sleeves, sorry. You can't pull secrets from your sleeve. You already know your secret. Um, so, <laughs> I think it's it's a very, like, first friendly tactic game, and I'm very happy that I got to play it because I know Caitlin you gave me this code and I was just like sure fucking why not like I have the time to play it and then I saw it was a tactic I was like ooh interesting let me pull this through but the art 
and the designs of the characters like Alice she's you know she's a young black girl and seeing that as a lead is really really great and important um there's also no harsh stereotyping that's very harmful that other games do with black women and black people in general and i thought that was really cool uh, when they step into gameplay, they imagine themselves in these outfits because they play as another character that you get to use their special abilities. So I know Colin's like outfit, he it's just his normal outfit, except his hat's like flipped up and he has like a biking hat. And they're all really cool. My personal flavor is going to be Batu, of course. Um, his uh character has like a very like specific like mongolian warrior like pan-asian outfit which is really cool and i don't know just all the little details in this game from like the classroom like designs to kind of each character's quirk and how, like how they portray like their emotions is really cool and i recommend everyone to play it i had a really good time and i didn't think i was gonna like it here i am gushing about it Fuck yeah, I saw that game yeah. at PAX West last year and chatted with the devs, and they're all fucking lovely people, and that team is queer as hell, and they fucking rule. I was very sad that I didn't get to play it, but I didn't have enough time, because I get I get dragon greedy with the indie games. Um, <laughs> I just oh. love them all! let me just say like honestly shout out to uppercut because before shout out to us on our own podcast (laughs) well seriously no so before uppercut was even a thing right we all went to pax east together right that was before upper no we were we were uppercut by then right no we became uppercut the summer after that so we were uppercut at um pax west Okay, okay, okay. So when we all roomed together for a PAX East 2019, it was my first, like, I've been, I was at, I went to PAX South, but um, it was my first, like, official PAX with a whole bunch of shit. And, like, I don't know what, like, I was expecting, but y'all, like, dragged me out to the Indie Mega Booth, which is now, I mean, not anymore because it's not a thing now, which is really sad to think about. But, like, yeah. Indie Mega Booth was my favorite part about PAX and like at PAX West that's where I was the entire time Mm -hmm. because all I wanted to do was play all these games meet all these devs like and I didn't even know I liked indie games because I was a triple a bitch like forever until y'all introduced me to all these great games and now I'm just loving life so thanks for having me on the podcast but also like thanks for introducing me to this life of course oh my god monty that beats so much to me (laughs) this is the gay agenda it's indie games (laughs) hell yeah yeah i mean that's like i i know like when caitlin and i had this idea caitlin was just like looking around like damn you know it'd be nice if there was, like, a podcast just talking about indie games and, like, a source just for indie games and Caitlin's just like, why don't we just do it? I'm like, you know? You Literally every uppercut yeah. project is one of us being like, man, wouldn't that be cool? And then me looking them dead in the face and being like, why don't we just do it? Do it. <laughs> just do it. 
The motto of Uppercut is, you could just do that. A Palpatine voice, do it. Um, <laughs> um, fuck, hold on. I want to trickle back into Wintermore back for a second. Um, I really like this game. Um, I hope they make more games. It was developed by EBC, published by Versus Evil. Um, I really recommend this game. Just the art's really fucking wonderful, and uh, the story's just really cool. If you like, like, high school underdog shit, like, this is your, this is your, like, melting pot here. Yeah, Um, from the demo I played, it was very much, like, the tactics combined with, like, a little bit more Western-flavored, like, high school slice of life shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's exactly that these it's, characters it's, look so cute too they have Dude, they're, so they're so fucking cute. cute they're so cute the art in this is just so cute and ugh, fuck okay i just really like this game okay it's just good <laughs> <laughs> um and i had a lot of fun with it um i played it on pc let me look up real quick if it's on other shit i don't think um, it is yet if Wintermore comes out on Switch, I'm going to play it. It looks, I love the, I'm watching the trailer for it. I love the, so when they change cute. into their like D&D-esque like characters. It's, it's so cute. It, oh, fuck this game. I just really like it. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to snag it, honestly. I really wanted to play it and I was so sad that I, when I was like, man, I have to delegate this. <laughs> um okay so it's actually it is on nintendo switch <gasps> yeah playstation 4 <laughs> shut the fuck okay i'm gonna buy it right now <laughs> i think i'm gonna buy bug fables and that tonight i don't have time and but i'm wait, gonna i told you to play it. atomic crops caitlin i told you to play atomic crops i'm not gonna have fun playing atomic crops i can already tell <sighs> but it's yeah. so good <laughs> So this is available on PC now on May 5th. It says it's going to be on consoles also with Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Um, But Kayla just checked for me and it says that it might be coming out later this year. 2020. Thank you, Kayla, for checking that. But yeah, we did it. We played fucking games. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Uh... That wraps up this playlist on Mindy Mixtape. Uh, Kayla, where can people best reach you? People can best reach me at OA Kayla on Twitter and all social medias. You could also see me streaming sometimes over on twitch.tv slash uppercut crit. Uh, yeah, that's and on all the podcasts for <laughs> uppercut because I love the podcasts. Do the podcast queens. Hey. <laughs> Truly. Uh, Kayla's streams are really good. She's really funny mm-hmm. and very you. charming. I fall in love with Kayla every time I see her on camera. It's great. I love uh, you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caitlin, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at CG and 8Rs. And you can follow me over at Fried Monty on Instagram and Twitter. Indie Mixtape is a product by Uppercut, where you can find on all social media under Uppercut Crit. If you'd like to chat with us and friends, make sure you join our Discord. The link will be in the show notes. And don't forget to rate and review us. It helps out tons, and we would appreciate it so much. 
And if you're feeling extra frisky and want to support the show even more, you can go to patreon.com slash uppercutcrit and throw us however much money you deem appropriate. We have several tiers with lots of fun shit. And if you donate at the $7 or above tier, you can have your name read at the end of all our shows, just like these fine people. Our Patreon producers are Abnormal Mapping, Adept7777, Adrian A. Rock Williams, Andrew Sherman, Chris, Chris Edgerton, sorry, Colton Crow, Dale, I love that it's just Dale, shout out to you, Dale, uh, <laughs> DJ Kento, Eli Bergmas, Eric Jin, Eric Sapp, GameCrash.co.uk, Jared Shu, JV Gwaltney, Jesse Peterson, Jesse Vitelli, Cam Koenig, Kenneth Shepard, Lucas Lyon, Matthew Flowers, Michael Diaz Suarez, Mikey Phillips, Numair Osman Alamine, Optional Objectives, Quentin Hoffman, Sean Martin, and Tyler McCall. Thank y'all so much. We really, really appreciate the support. It's wild how much y'all give us. Uh, just thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We harmonized that Kayla's sort of singing group. <laughs> Look at how cute um, they are. This is what beautiful. you pay for. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. And I will see you next month. Goodbye. Bye. We have a banger of a guest. Bye. The whole summer, actually. <laughs> Thank you.